0: The facts. In a talent market that is more competitive and less understood than any other time in history, it's the facts that matter. Welcome to Start Smart, the podcast that delivers the facts, the latest research and data on the key issues and opportunities facing talent acquisition and HR professionals. Welcome to Start Smart, the podcast that focuses on the facts, the latest research and analysis in the talent acquisition field. I'm Peter Weddle, the CEO of TA Tech. And I'm Shalia Gray. I'm the vice president of a Global Talent Acquisition for Quadient. Shalila and I look at the facts from our specific perspectives. Shalila obviously takes a look at them from Uh, the employer's perspective. I take a look at them from the solution provider's perspective. Okay, so for today's episode, Shalila and I are going to take a look at a report from Aptitude Research on the Power of AI and Talent Acquisition. Obviously, that's a very topical uh, issue. Uh, Lots of conversation out there in the talent acquisition world about what AI can and can't do for recruiters. So We're going to hop right in. Uh, This particular report is based on a survey that Aptitude Research did between January and February of this year, uh, and they reached out to 382 North American respondents uh, at the director or higher level in talent acquisition. Those individuals worked in companies that covered all industries uh, and had 1,000 or more employees. They also did some interviews with select respondents. And uh, and if you're interested, you can download the report at aptituderesearch.com. Okay, so let's take a look at the facts. Finding number one, uh, we have apparently moved into the early critical mass phase of AI adoption and talent acquisition, the early critical mass phase. It's no longer the playground of early adopters. According to the report, 63% of companies are investing or are planning to invest in AI solutions this year. Now, that's compared to 42% in 2020, which is a jump of 50% in just two years. That's the good news. Recruiters are starting to put this incredibly powerful technology to work for them. But here's the bad news, as aptitudes uh, puts it in their report, quote, the challenge most companies face is that AI is misunderstood in talent acquisition, end quote. So Shalila, all these companies are now buying AI products, but they need to make sure they know what they're getting. What do you think are the key issues they face in making their adoption of this technology successful?
1: You know, I always say whenever you're buying anything, what are you trying to solve for? So in in the AI space, I've seen it try to solve for recruiter capacity. So I've seen it in chatbots on the front end of, of, of um, the apply process. I've seen it as chatbots throughout the whole process, just like when you're buying a product, how this little chat window kind of helps you as a concierge do things. Um, but You've got to be. You got to be, and it's learned behavior. So chatbots get smarter with each uh, with each interaction they do, every uh, um, successful completion they do. They get smarter because they're learning. Um, What I always say is that you can't replace human interaction, human decision making with AI. I, I think we're not there yet. And I think in some cases, people are buying it because it does, um, like anything else, attempt to make things more efficient. Um, and it's trying to meet uh, our candidates where they are, understanding they are mobile devices, understanding that time is a factor, all of that. But that's the first thing. I think you need to figure out what you're trying to solve for when you buy any technology, because it should make you better. Um, and you should know how you're going to measure success for whatever product you buy. Because um, yeah. I think a lot of people don't, don't think about what's the return on my investment. So if I put all this information into a chat, so I would invest in a chat bot. Um, for example, after I looked at how many candidates actually come to our site, maybe how many candidates abandon the apply process. And so then I'm thinking about how do I build the chat bot around making sure that candidates make it successfully through the process. So I have a baseline of the problem I'm trying to solve. I have some data around it, and then I look at the success measures around it. But I think enough people don't think about what they're trying to solve for and how to measure the success of it.
0: Well, I think that's exactly right. Uh, I, I think one of the challenges that uh, – talent acquisition teams face when they buy AI is managing expectations uh, not only within the recruiting team itself, but up the up and down the chain of command. And and, uh, that's particularly important with this technology, because there is some confusion about the difference between automation and artificial intelligence or AI. I mean, automation um, is Uh, certainly helpful for efficiency in talent acquisition. Uh, It enables you to uh, get a machine that can repeat the same tasks over and over again with a high degree of fidelity um, and uh, help recruiters offload some of that work uh, to the machine. AI, though, is a very different beast. Um, AI does often include automation, but here the machine doesn't just perform the tasks by rote it also learns as it goes along it learns from that experience now aptitude says that you know the, the benefit of automation is efficiency the benefit of AI is efficiency and what they describe as experience uh, and to me I think that that's that's an okay description but I, I think it's really better described as service efficiency plus, customer service. In other words, it's providing the candidate with more of the information that they want to know. And that information is developed not by rote, but as the individual asks his or her questions, the machine has learned what their needs are and provides more, uh, more responsive answers to their queries. And, and also uh, the, the system uh provides customer service because it uh eliminates biases from the system if it's well constructed so i i think you know the the challenge here is to really define exactly as you were saying what you're trying to accomplish but to make sure that there's no science fiction like expectations on the part of either recruiters or up the chain of command about what the machine can and cannot do okay so uh You know, that's covering sort of this early critical mass phase of AI adoption. The second fact that we learned in this report is that despite the growing acceptance of AI in talent acquisition, employers seem to be leery about what they're buying. According to the report, only one in two companies say they have the necessary transparency from the providers of the technology to trust how their product works and or where the data comes from that's used to feed the system now the irony is that also according to the report 88% of companies trust ai in general they don't think it's inherently bad either for them or for candidates so what what this finding seems to be saying is that there's a there's a lack of a generally accepted definition of ai and probably a lack of confidence in what solution providers say they are offering. where do you think that mistrust comes from?
1: You know, as I said before, my concern with any AI piece is learned behavior and it making decisions. Like, you know, a couple of years ago, I was at a think tank. Uh, It was a technology kind of shark tank. And um, one of the, one of the companies there was much, it was from a, I Ireland and they, and it came into the room and these are all TA leaders. And they, and they said, we have created um, AI to replace your recruiting team. So we all looked at them very leery because we were first thinking, we didn't know, we didn't know that we needed to replace our recruiting team. And then what they did was they created um, a chat bot and a concierge experience. So from the time that a candidate interviewed, entered the portal of applying, right till they got scheduled for the first interview was with the hiring manager that the system made all the decisions around moving them along. And so our question was, well, how does the system know how to make decisions? So what you're taking out is you're taking out the, the the conversation that the recruiter has with the hiring manager on the sourcing strategy and, you know, figuring out how to do the marketing and the branding. You're taking out the phone screen or the email screen of the uh, of the candidates requirements and so what it said was what we do is we actually look at the actual job description, which we, which in recruiting world, we, we know is not always a hundred percent correct. Um, but they look at the job description on paper. They match it to the qualifications of the candidates, CV or resume. They asked in uh, questions for things that are missing from the exact instructions. And then at the end of time, uh, when, the right candidate gets hired, they take that data and and attach it to that job. So now we know what they think. AI now thinks, I know what to ask the candidate that what's missing. I now know what the ideal profile is for the job. And so I can make decisions on behalf of the company. And, you know, we said if it was that simple, you would never need recruiters. If it was that simple. Um, So for us, we were like we're leery. We we believe that technology can help us help us leverage volumes, help us leverage, you know, repetitive tasks. But when it comes to decision making, you can also learn bad behaviors. So 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 suppose a manager because we're trying to introduce, for example, diversity into the mix. So suppose a camp manager doesn't have a diverse organization. And because of the way he hires, he does not bring enough diversity into the organization. Well now the AI is helping him screen out <laughs> and maintain bad behaviors because it's learning the patterns of the managers. So so I'm I'm not I'm I'm an adopter of technology, but I when it comes to decision making and things that I think that people need to be involved in, I'm leery like a lot of other people
0: yeah I, you know uh your your last comment reminded me of a of a a study that was done a number of years ago. I think it was done at the University of Michigan uh, but uh, at michigan university uh, it, and and basically what it found is that hiring managers pick the right candidate uh, only fifty four percent of the time. In other words, Uh, They're about as accurate as flipping a coin when it comes to picking the right candidate, because, you know, like all humans, they they tend to uh, favor the person they like best in the interview or they tend to favor the person who's most like them in the interview. So if you can find a way to teach a machine to avoid those kinds of human foibles, that machine can be helpful. But I think there is this mistrust has been built up at least in part with some uh solution providers because of uh you know the the stories that are out there i mean the the most famous one of course, is uh, with Amazon, which had built uh, a system, an artificially intelligent system to help with their recruiting workload um and they uh, got rid of it because they found that it was. Uh, increasing, it it was biased in its selection of candidates, and it was biased because the system had been trained with with Amazon data, and and the high tech industry is notoriously uh, underrepresented in terms of women uh, in the workforce. So the machine thought that the best candidates were men for these particular opportunities, um, and they you know they had to uh, put the system aside because it had been mistrained. So, you know, there is some reason for this mistrust out there among uh, or with solution providers. On the other hand, we do know, as you were saying, that if the machine is well-trained, um, you know, and if there is no overstatement of its capabilities, uh, it can really take a huge workload off of uh, off of recruiters. I, I think the other challenge that we have here is that um, if you put 10 talent acquisition solution providers in a room and ask them to define AI, you'd get 10 different definitions, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's all over the waterfront. Um, And, and that's led to a lot of confusion and that confusion is what feeds mistrust. So I think uh, the important uh, next step in terms of uh, understanding what we can trust about what artificial intelligence can can do and what we can't uh, trust is looking at use case studies, you know, looking at actual real life applications of the technology. Um, And I'm going to do a a, a shameless plug here. Uh, TA Tech has a leadership summit on applications of recruiting AI for enterprise employers coming up on, on October 24, 25 in Chicago. Uh, and that's exactly what we're going to focus on. What can we learn about what's real and what's not real, what you can trust and what you can't trust with this technology by looking at uh, real-world case studies? And uh, and hopefully that'll help dispel some of, the, uh, some of the mistrust that's going on out there. So we have a lot of employers, almost two-thirds of employers, thinking that they're going to get into um, the use of this technology in talent acquisition this year. Uh, They believe in the technology. Uh, They are uncertain about whether they get the transparency they need to evaluate specific applications of the technology from the solution providers that they're working with. And and that leads to the the third uh, fact that we're going to take a look at, and that is that smart consumerism is the key to success. Now, even though Aptitude found that 63% of companies are intending or are already investing in AI. It also found that 54% of companies, so more than half, are not using AI right now. Uh, Or if they are, they aren't aware that they're they're doing so. They aren't aware that the products they have have some form of artificial intelligence in them. So uh, Aptitude recommends that as employers begin to... Uh, get into this technology, they think that they uh, need to have a clear understanding of several factors. And, and to my way of thinking, three of these are particularly important. And, and you touched on these earlier. First of all, if you're going to buy this technology, don't buy it just to buy the technology. Know what goals you're trying to, uh, to accomplish. What are you trying to improve in talent acquisition? That's number one. Number two, know enough about the technology to know where AI can meaningfully contribute to the accomplishment of those specific goals. And then three, a a really squinty-eyed, candid assessment of whether your organization has the time and the resources to support the introduction of AI solutions. I mean, the reality is, and it's true with almost all talent technology, is that the introduction will Uh, institute some change, that the installation of talent technology is in many cases, maybe even most cases, a change management challenge. So I think, uh, you know, you've really got to get those three things right in order to uh, successfully use this this technology. So have you implemented, I think you talked about chatbots earlier, have you implemented any AI-based talent acquisition products? And, and if so, what did you learn from that experience?
1: Um, you know, I learned, well, yes, I introduced a chatbot at the front end of my recruiting. And then I use an organization that actually hosts my career website. And so uh, we have AI on the front of that because you have a unique candidate experience each time you come back to our site. So it's sort of, you know, if you came in the first time and you were looking for finance jobs in the page, when you come back the next time, it's not static. It kind of tailor makes it for you to give you some recommendations. I also have that in my internal mobility piece. Um, you know, when I think about AI and I think about what it can do for me, and when I go to look for technology in this space, I think about a couple of things. One is I think it can help me with engagement. Right. How do I communicate with candidates, how do I attract them and get them and try to pull them through the process. So that's either they have a difficulty filling in the application, they don't know what job to look for. Um, I think AI can help you there because if you, I've seen some organizations where you upload your resume and then it refers you to jobs so you don't like have to search. So I think AI in in the technology space, I would look forward to AI in the engagement. Also, I think when it comes to communication, you know, one of the things that happens in recruiting, and this is one of the things recruiting gets a, black, a bad name for, is the black hole. You know, not getting back to candidates on a timely way. Um, in the old days, and I'm sorry, I'm from the old days, um, there was a phone and there was a, there was mail, snail mail. And we got back to candidates. Technology was supposed to help us do it better, but it, it didn't. So it can help us with the communication. It also can help you with prioritization. So you know that's always been a thing. If you get a lot of volume recruiting, um, figure it out because you're not going to phone screen everybody. You're not going to go through everything. But if you can help you prioritize based on some type of algorithm, whatever, it's not making a decision. It's prioritizing. I think that's a technology that AI would invest in. And then the last piece, which I have invested in the past, is in onboarding new hires. So you know you spend all this time getting new new candidates to the party. And um, then you make them wait outside for two weeks to go through a background check or onboard or whatever. And um, sometimes they disengage in that waiting period. So I've used AI and technology to help communicate with them through that, through that waiting period and making sure that they onboarded. So I do think that there are some really good uses of AI. And I think there's some misconceptions about what AI can do. So,
0: it, with that experience, you know what was the what was the number one challenge you faced as you uh, built this into your career site and all on uh, these other applications? What what was the number one stumbling block to, to get the 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 technology implemented effectively?
1: You got to have historical data. So you so for example, even to do the chat bot, you got to build the scripts. It will grow. And there's only so many things that maybe a new candidate would ask on the front end of the process, but you've got, to, you've got to build those scripts. You've got to think those things through. Some of the things that happen naturally, you've got to now think of it in terms of how do I formulize it uh, to make it happen. Uh, historical data. So, if, so, so for the, for the chatbot or, or, the, or the algorithm to know which path to take, it's got to have a history of which path it has taken. So you got to have data on that, too. And a lot of times, especially in TA, you don't have a lot of data. You know, for years, we operate off of spreadsheets. We Then we then got applicant tracking systems and didn't know how to get the data out of the applicant tracking system. Um, and or we operate off of many platforms to build a story in TA. And so you, you need data to make that happen. So one of
0: the things that uh, Aptitude recommends in its report is that companies install a rigorous data analysis system. In other words, uh, make sure that you're looking over the shoulder of the performance of your AI. Uh, Look at the data that it is using and the data it is generating to ensure that there aren't hiccups like uh, bias, for example. Um, and it also recommends, um, the use of, uh, or doesn't recommend, but actually notes that a growing number of companies have set up ethics committees to help with this review, uh, and to make sure that the AI is being, uh, applied in an ethical way. Ethics here, meaning free of bias, uh, and, and unintended consequences, uh, did you, as you uh, worked with your technology, with your AI, uh, did you uh, face any pushback from uh, your corporate counsel or legal or, or anybody else in the organization based around their concern for uh, the inadvertent introduction of and, and the inability to monitor whether the system was being biased?
1: Uh, I'm going to say we have the same kind of um, scrutiny anytime technology is used, anytime candidate data, employee data is used, especially with the GDPR rules out of out of Europe, um, to make sure that, one, there are no breaches, two, how the data will be used, uh, three, you know, how long, the uh, where the data is stored, all those kind of things. Um, those are the only kind of loopholes, not legal, but data security is the biggest piece we, have to go, we had to go through.
0: Yeah, particularly these days and times when uh, you know, there are a growing number of external uh, attacks on, on data storage uh, facilities and uh, the use of uh, malware and other kinds of intrusions to uh, capture that data and either hold it ransom or put it to nefarious uses. Uh, it's, a, it's a big problem.
1: And, you know, for, with this, with any type of technology, especially a third party, their whole issue is what data will they collect? Will they ca- collect IP addresses? What pieces of information are they going to get? Like, for example, you know, if you use AI to schedule something, then do they see... The email address, the phone number, you know, do, are they able to see that information or are they a pass through and a link to something else for the candidate to go directly? So it's all it's all around the data and, and the privacy of the information. OK. Uh,
0: anything else that that uh, you'd like to share about uh, this report
1: or AI in general? What I'm going to say to anyone in my, in my space is, is you don't always have to be early adopters but you need to be curious. You need to be curious about anything that can help us in our jobs that moves us to the next level. I, you know, I just remember, you know, my first exposure to applicant tracking system after dealing with paper resumes. And back in the early days, it was a scanning system. And I was, you know, very skeptical. How will this help me? You know, I'm used to resumes in my bottom drawer in a folder, Um, but over time, you know, it made my life easier, changed my world, all of that. And I'm going to say uh, AI is not a new concept. Um, in most types of technology, TA is quick to embrace it. Like, like technology around texting, you know, technology around, you know, most things were very early on. This one, because of the way it entered our marketplace in terms of replacement or, or uh, you can do more with less. Um, started the started the adversarial relationship between TA and, and AI, and I and I think it you know it's not rightly deserved. There are some really good places for it, and I think that it's 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 here, and we just got to think about how we use it correctly.
0: Yeah, I think unfortunately in the early days there was some overstating of capabilities, um, and uh, that led to. Uh, two outcomes. One was fear. Uh, And I I think to their credit, uh, the recruiting community has overcome that fear. Uh, But the other outcome from those overstatements was this mistrust that we were talking about earlier. Um, And I, I think, you know, because there is no generally accepted definition of the technology, there's all kinds of subsets of the technology. They're all artificially intelligent in some way shape or form but some are much more intelligent than others Uh, it's just hard to understand what you're working with and and you know to to the point you made earlier it's really important that you put together a really strong technical team um, and that you ask all the questions you need to ask to make sure that you understand what the technology can do can't do where the data come from how the data are Uh, how the data are cleansed uh, and what kind of data are produced and how is that stored afterwards. Okay. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation. I think, you know, uh, this is a topic we'll probably come back to uh, over and over and over again over the next couple of years. But let's, for just a second, talk about uh, our next episode. Uh, The next show is going to focus on a report called seven market insights that will optimize your talent acquisition. It's a report from Public Insight Data Corporation. Uh, You know, there's lots of opinion about uh, what's going on in the talent market. So what makes this report unique is that uh, Public Insight collects and analyzes market data. They're really uh, data scientists and they're Uh, doing very sophisticated modeling of what that data tells you about how best to optimize talent acquisition. Uh, And uh, this particular report talks about insights into everything from uh, the impact of remote work to the importance of knowing the supply-demand ratio in the specific markets where you're going to look for talent. So I think it's going to be a great show, and I hope you all will join us. Thanks very much uh, on behalf of myself and Shalila for being here today. Uh, We want to thank our sponsor again, Talent.com, for their support. And we hope to see you next time at Start Smart, the podcast that focuses on the facts. That concludes this episode of Start Smart. Thanks very much for joining us. And come back for our next episodes on the latest research that will help you shape your talent acquisition with the facts. See you then.